Welcome back to Chapter 2 of Rewriting Her Story. We're your hosts, Mari and Steph. We're back and ready to share more life experiences, discuss mental health issues we all face, as well as interviewing special guests. Join us this season as we dig deeper into vulnerability and get out of our comfort zones. Buckle up, bitches. Oh, I was going to say they look like a lioness, but they don't have manes. They don't, so I look like a lion. Yeah, I'm here for it, though. I like it. I... I'm trying to be more gentle with my blondes and not put heat on my hair every day. Mm-hmm. And you hate wearing it straight, don't you? Straight, straight, like yeah. without curling it. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yuck. P head. <laughs> <laughs> little, little bitty head and a big body. No, thank you. <laughs> I have. <clears throat> I've always hated it. I feel like it looks very unbalanced to my hips. Always doesn't matter what size I am. I've always felt that way. Interesting. I never knew that was the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I always. I always feel like my head looks really itty bitty, and then I have these big hips, and it looks like I got a pea head. <laughs> I feel like there has to be balance. There's not. Sure. There's not balance. It bothers me. And then it's my hair so thin that it like it just. It's so fine. There's no volume, no nothing. Yuck. Fucking same. Mine's just long, but it, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. My ponytail looks like, I don't even know what. Sad. I know. It looks like depression ponytail. <laughs> Literally. Same. I was getting my nails done a couple weeks ago and my girl had her hair in a, like a pony braid and it was so thick. And I was like, do you have your extensions? And she was like, no, that's my hair. And I was like, bitch, I hate you. Like your braid mm-hmm. is so thick. Mm-hmm. It was like this wide. And I was like, Jesus Christ. She's like, yeah, but it's not all fun. Like it's hard. to Yeah. Do how did you even so put thick. it in a braid? Because if I put my hair in a braid in a pony, <laughs> I look like the it founding like strand. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I look like. I look like fucking. Oh my God. <laughs> Colonel Mark. <laughs> that's who I'll be. <laughs> the fuck. God, I already oh. forgot what episode this is. One hundred four. I was right. One hundred four. One hundred four. Hold on. Here we go, man. One hundred four. Guess what, guys? We're taking a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're taking a break. Because <laughs> when this airs, it'll be the end of May. Even it'll be right now, May. it is May thirteenth. And we want to focus on our summer mm-hmm. and relaxation and. Um, coming back strong for, for chapter three. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would end with something fun, something yes. fun, something maybe spicy. We don't really have like a game plan for the content. So maybe it'll end up being spicy. Maybe it'll just be cute. We don't know. Also for our subscribers, you guys will still get episodes every two weeks yes. and they're yes. going to be like in real time. Right. So the next PS mm-hmm. you're going to get maybe no, maybe not the next one, whatever, like two away. It'll be in real time. So that is still going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I just burned. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Because I was like, no, I didn't even hear it. And also who fucking cares? So I don't, I literally clearly could have put my hair back and I don't care. Anyways. <clears throat> okay. How are we starting? I don't even think we have a title for this episode, but how, nope, are, we not yet. how are we starting it off, dude? So I thought it would be fun because we did this way, way, way back. Yeah, a long time ago. Like a very introductory um, episode about this. And you were actually here at my house for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I wanted to talk about 
sex and intimacy. Mom, if you're listening to this, because I know that you are, just turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. Kathleen, I don't think you'd be on listening <laughs> to this because I don't think you choose anything with sex probably in the title, but if so, <laughs> get off. <laughs> now is your time to exit stage left. Thank now's you. Your, if you're uncomfortable with sex, intimacy, that. like that, exit stage left. Also that. And it's not going to be anything up. like super... I don't know. We don't know what's going to be actually. Yeah, so we'll just see how it goes. It. <laughs> but obviously sex and intimacy is a vulnerable topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just completed my certification, which I'm very excited about. Wow. And I was never a proponent of doing couples counseling because mm-hmm. I tried like twice and I was like, nope, I can't not side with the wife because I know how that feels. Right. So it was very yeah. hard for me to be mm-hmm. impartial and non-biased mm-hmm. when you do couples counseling mm-hmm. is the topic of sex or intimacy ever a topic of conversation for you guys yeah absolutely is that- I don't think it's the first co- topic of conversation but absolutely it's definitely part of the the narrative during couples counseling and during sessions I think that there's um a lot of different ways that you can take it. But I think that one of the biggest things to look at is like how you're operating in love languages. Mm-hmm. And if, if your love language is physical touch, but your partner's is not, then there has to be a lot of workarounds sounds like. I, I would like say it. understanding and acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Of like nobody's asking you to change yeah. who you are as a person. Yes. But like understanding acceptance and then like also like you have to learn how to operate in your partner's love mm-hmm. language. So, so what if, feels good to you? Yeah. So typically if a, I would say that most of the time I see that the women's love language is the, or the, yeah, I'll just say the woman's, the woman's love language is not physical touch, that mm-hmm. it's usually words of affirmation or acts of service and that the husband's is physical touch. Mm -hmm. And so getting them to understand that, like you, in order to get your physical, your love language met, you need to operate in her Mm -hmm. love language Mm -hmm. and vice versa. But like, I do express with the husbands that there is, there's going to be, you're going to have to search for other, I don't know how to say this without sounding a certain way. you're going to have to find a different love language to operate in because somebody's physical body, it's their choice, what they do with it. So it's not, I'm not saying that you can never get your love language met if you have physical touch as your love language, but you also need to search for other areas because it just can't solely be that you can't be like, well, sex is the only way that I feel love. Like you can't do that because you have no idea what your partner's coming to you with. Like Mm -hmm. they could have sexual trauma. They, you know, I mean, there's so many things that are going on in that area that it's like, that is the one that I will say that you have to bend more Um, and I don't, I don't think that like, I make no apologies for that. I also think there has to be an understanding that physical touch doesn't always just mean fucking right. Like it can mean so many other things, same Mm -hmm. thing with being intimate. It doesn't just mean penetrative sex. There's so many other things that you can do under that umbrella. So I think, honestly, I think it comes down to a lot of education period Mm -hmm. when it comes to this kind of stuff. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like, we didn't talk about that in my house. And I have a feeling Kathleen didn't either. Or I mean, we know Richard H didn't, and we know Claudio didn't because let's be fucking honest. Nobody's going to touch his daughter. You're never having sex. That's never happening. Right. So imagine your dad even like (laughs) leaving his mouth. (laughs) 
Which even even my dad knowing that I was pregnant was weird for me because I was like, well, now he knows that we have sex. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so true, <laughs> so fucking true. But I think it's sad that growing up, it's not normalized. I think now it is becoming more normalized simply mm-hmm. because of social media and people can learn things from social media. Do yeah. I think that's always a good thing? No, not necessarily because. I've had some younger clients tell me things that their partners have tried to do with them. And they're like, I don't know where the fuck that came from, but I was not okay with it. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's where consent comes in. And you have to have conversations of like, would you be willing to try this? Or is this an absolute no for you? Right. 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 What I think is interesting when it comes to couples and I learned this in my training, and it's not that I didn't know this, but I didn't really have a word to put to it. She talked a lot about desire discrepancy and how that is a big issue for couples. And that is when one person wants it and the other person doesn't, and they don't match, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously there's a function behind that and a reason behind that. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that you can relate to this. I can't tell you how many times that I withheld sex out of spite because I was like, you don't fucking do anything. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have sex with you when mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm carrying the entire load of the world. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Here's the other part though. I never felt comfortable communicating that. So how could he know that that's why I didn't want to have sex with him if I didn't say that? So I do take yeah. responsibility for that of like, it just would have taken a conversation, right? Granted, I can't I, change. It, it, so here's the thing. I don't think, it, and I'll speak specifically to our relationships. I don't think it would have taken a conversation. I, I, have, I know for a fact that I multiple times, frequently, weekly, if not monthly, monthly, if not weekly, had conversations of, I have too much on my plate. I can't be the only one doing this. I, that does not make me want to be intimate with you or do these things because I, I like, I fucking can't relax. If I can't Mm -hmm. relax, how the fuck do you expect that to be enjoyable for me? Mm -hmm. And if you want it to be enjoyable for me and you don't want me to lay there like a dead fish, then you like, I fucking need help. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't tell you how many times I had that conversation and I never had them though. Oh, well, I just didn't I, say anything. Well, in my mind, I definitely, definitely can think that even if you did, <laughs> as evidenced by all of the other behaviors, I don't think that it would have been a <laughs> knight in shining armor type situation of like, oh my God, you're listening to me. But it would be different if like, you know, acts of service were done, then I would be more willing to because then I feel yeah. happy. Like I felt good. I felt yeah. seen. I felt taken care of. You know? Yes. 1000%. Have you ever brought up wanting to try something with your partner and they were like, ew, or like, I'm not doing that. No. (laughs) Have you ever been scared to bring something up because of that reaction? I've been scared to initiate because of that reaction, Mm. but not because not like bringing something up. But I would say that I don't like, I don't, I'm not out here trying crazy things. Like I would, like I'm open to any, not, well, let's back up. Let's, let's back up. I'm not, we're not, not yucking open. anybody's yum, but we have hard limits. Yeah, okay? I'm not, I'm not yucking anybody's yum, but I definitely have hard limits. So I'm not open to anything, but I am, I, I would, I think that I am open-minded if somebody wants to bring something to me, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I need that for my experience. If that makes sense. Sure. Like I, there's, there's certain things that I just really like that if that's what it consists of, then I'm, I'm super happy, mm-hmm. but I definitely have felt that way. I mean, we've had this conversation. I don't know how many times it's, it's my rejection sensitivity. Syndrome. If you don't <laughs> knock it the fuck off, 
It's because I it's it's because I have rejection sensitivity syndrome. All right. Newsflash, you guys, it's not a real thing. It's so not please real. don't Google it. it. It'll yeah, even no, tell Google you this it. is please, not please a diagnosable Google it so disorder. Can, thank you. Please Google it so you can see that it's not fucking real. I don't know anybody who likes being rejected. Shut the fuck up. Correct. Nobody it likes feel it. Good for is, anybody. No, it's you being vulnerable and opening yourself up to judgment. So don't like that. That is where I struggle with like being the initiator. But I also feel like I am in masculine energy so much of mm-hmm. the time that when it comes to intimacy, I, I want to be strictly in my feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I do not want to initiate a goddamn thing because I always like, and I've, I think it is important. I verbalize in my relationship that because all uh, most of the other love languages are being absolutely met, that mm-hmm. physical touch is a big one for me as well. So I, I have verbalized many, 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 many times that there, I don't think there, there would be a moment that you would ask. And I would say no, mm-hmm. period. So what she said in the training too, which that was really interesting because she would also go through like role plays with couples. I don't think it yeah. was real counseling sessions. I really don't, but like sure. maybe it was, I don't fucking know. Sure. But um, she talks about how when you are in what she calls a sexless marriage, which is mm. sex less than twice a year, which I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's a th- Yeah, bitch. Yes. That's like the requirement for it to be a sexless, sexless marriage. And this couple that she was working with hadn't had sex in a year. And the wife was kind of like, I mean, I just, life is busy. Like we just have a lot going on. And the husband's like, I, like, I miss you, you know, like I miss. No, I I get that we have a lot going on, but like also. (laughs) So she basically says though, you can't just like jump right into banging each other. If you have a year, like you got to like warm it up, you know, you have to like feel close and feel connected again, which I think is a really good point. What else is interesting to me is, and we were just talking about this before we got on the fact that like, I th- again, I think it's more normalized now, but like masturbation is not talked about more often. I think it's very normalized for boys and men. Oh, absolutely. I don't think, I even think even now it's not normalized for women. I don't, mm-hmm. I think that there is such a shame stigma behind it, especially even just like partners, like your, yep. your number of partners, yep. I don't know how many fucking teen girls that I talk to on a daily basis where they're like that that comes up of like I'm being considered this or that because of my partner count and that they're saying it's like that that it's like the age-old tale like it's some egregious fucking number where but and even even though they're like whatever their their count is they're like you know it's not even that much and it's like here's the thing I don't even care if it is the egregious number that they're saying because you you're a fucking human and you have needs too Mm -hmm. and you have to make choices for yourself exactly and if you're consenting and that's what you choose to do then that's what you choose to do dude there's Mm -hmm. no there's no reason to be ashamed upset feel some type of way about it because who, who the fuck is some Troy 17 year old fucking Correct. bro gonna tell me what I can and cannot do with my body that's why we are where we are in 2023 with fucking the rules and limitations that are on women's body fuck mm-hmm. you fuck mm-hmm. you I also think it's really interesting when I talk to my younger clients especially how like dude when you're a teenager you don't even know what the fucking point of sex is. You don't even get it, man. You know what it I'm was saying? So like awful. you don't it was so bad. get it. It was so bad, dude. You do so it. Bad. And then your experience is like, that's what the fucking hype is about. Oh that was God. so dumb. Dude, it was so bad. It was so bad. And I had like, friends that were having sex really, really young. Yeah. 
same. I mean, I and I always same. enjoyed, I enjoyed learning about it. I enjoyed talking about it. Um, the naked body always intrigued me, but like women's naked bodies intrigued yeah. me maybe because it's like, I wanted to look like that. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but people are going to have sex regardless of their age. They're going to make the choice, whatever they're going to do what they're going to do. But what is upsetting is that I feel like younger girls and younger women are getting the shit end of the stick because it's not, it's strictly for the boys. Yeah. Cause you're in high school and you don't know any better. Right. Yep. yep. They wholeheartedly think that it, that they get shit on for wanting to explore and experience just like members of the opposite sex, but then they get, but then you're a whore. Literally. Like, okay. Okay. My guy. <laughs> Do you remember how old you were when you were first like introduced or learned about sex toys? Like, like heard about one or like, or like got your own. Oh, I was old. <laughs> I was old when I got mine. Old as in far as like, I mean, I was in my twenties. Really? Yeah, I was old, but I was, I was a late bloomer. Cause like, yeah, I was 19 medical, when I had sex for the first time. I was 19 too. Well, I don't, that's a stupid way to say that too. Cause like late bloomer, what does that even mean? You didn't have sex at whatever age and it's not, there shouldn't be judgment put on it. Um, well, except for like consent and like you, yes. that you really need to learn how the fucking body functions before you decide Correct. to have sex. Um, like literally really know how yes. the body functions. Um, but I was, I was mid twenties. I definitely, it was. No, it wasn't after I had, so I don't know when it was, but it was mid twenties for sure. Were you nervous about having sex? No, about having a sex toy. No, like I, I didn't think that, sorry, there's a hair bothering me. I didn't think that I wanted like people to know about it, but like, I wasn't so maybe like embarrassed, but like, I also don't think that that's, I am just a private person. I don't think that that's something you need to go put out in the front yard. <laughs> like, Hey, I use these things. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I think it is healthy for people to explore. I think it's healthy to have um, different options and different experiences. So you can figure out what you like, but it's, it's not like, I'm like, Hey guys, <laughs> like, yes. I, I just don't think of it like that. I went to, well, I, I had to be early twenties because I think I ordered it and it had to come to my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like worried about the packaging. Which now I they're very I, discreet. Yeah. It, and they were back then too. It was, but yeah. The, okay. So somewhere like early twenties. When I turned Oopie. 18, aside from getting my belly button pierced, mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was go to a porn shop. I was like, I just want to see what it's like. Like everybody wanted to go to strip clubs, buy cigarettes, fucking buy yeah. lottery tickets. I was like, yeah. you know, a sex club, like a sex shop, not a club. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not, at not at 18. Spot. I'd go to one now, but not at 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously walking in, I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is yes. so much. And they have like porn playing while you're walking yes. through the store. Oh my God. Yes. And then like yes. the dreaded, like dark hallway where you can go and watch it yourself. And you know, you're yeah. 18. So you're just yeah. being, like silly with your friends. Yes. And I remember I bought one. And it literally just like stayed in the box for fucking forever. <laughs> I was like so intimidated to use it. Cause I was like, well, I've never yeah. had sex before. Like, yeah. I, like use tampons, but this is totally different. Right. Like, yeah. this is weird. Oh my God, yeah. And I still lived at home and I was terrified that mom would find it. She never looked through my room. So I don't know why I was worried, but yeah. still it would have been mortifying at 18. So embarrassing. Right. Oh my God. 
And then I went I, to I, a pure romance party. Oh, yes. Yeah, I went to a pure romance party early 20s. But now that you're saying that, my friend Aaron and I used to drive around and this guy that I liked worked at Supreme Video. Yes. And so I, we went there a lot now that like I literally blocked all that out because, wow, he was so not good for me. So we had a couple. We had Superb, which is still a thing. And then we had one called Crossroads, which I don't think is a thing anymore. Or maybe it was. Is it Superb? Superb. That's over on Douglas. Oh, no, it's it's here in my town. We went to one together, remember? You said my town. <laughs> it's in my town. It's in Kenosha. <laughs> my town. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe it was Supreme. I don't know. It's on Douglas. It's I think it's still there. I think. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I did I did go to that, but I don't think I ever bought anything because he was working there and I was like, oh my God. Well, it's also like a sex shop and smoke shop so they sell everything yeah. to, like smoke weed and have sex like that's what the one is here at least like yeah. there's bongs over here yeah and then dildos over here that's yes. how that works and I was like my god okay when we used to have our horrible days at the behavioral health hospital we would on our break go <laughs> oh my god we would just fucking we'd fuck around for two hours just to, great just to like decompress yep it was hilarious Oh my God. That's how we discovered some of our fucking hard nose of like, I would hard never. Nose. <laughs> hard nose. Hard nose. to Led us to Reddit. Led us it to Tumblr. It was very educational. It was very educational. I have, I have been educated on things that I never even thought were things. And they are things for people. And I, I that is a hard limit. Hard I also limit. wonder if that's like played into my desire to want to work as like a sex therapist too. Because I am very intrigued. Yeah. As yeah. to how people are interested in certain kinks, why they like to do certain things, how yeah. things feel for them, like that kind of stuff. It interests me. But that's well, also no different than me being interested in like why serial killers killed people. It's just like, like I just wanted to know yes. what's going on up here that that yeah. happened, you know, that that was yes. a thing for you. I feel the same way, but more so about trauma. Yeah. Less about sex. Well, in trauma, I feel like it's more so, (laughs) yeah, I feel like with trauma, it's more so how did what happened to you affect you? And then also how does it affect how you treat other people? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think at the basis, I've always been like, I don't, I don't want people to feel alone. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want people to feel alone, even though that I know that they do, obviously. But like, if I can be a part where that doesn't happen, or I can stop that from happening for somebody, then I want to do that. It's the same with sex stuff, right? I don't ever want yep. somebody to feel shameful about what they yep. like or what they're into or what they're questioning because there's there doesn't need to be shame around it. Right, right. It's a natural thing that people are wired to do. And please yes. hear me when I say, I know that asexuality is a thing. I have my own opinions about why it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't agree with it. And that's okay. That's fine. To mm-hmm. me, I think that biologically something is lacking or missing mm-hmm. to make you not interested or want to have sex. Because as mm-hmm. human beings, like we're wired to reproduce yes to have sex a biological right? drive yes so to me that's my thoughts um and who knows it might also be because there's a lot of shame attached to it and so in your brain you mm-hmm. just compartmentalize that like well that's not something I ever want to do then because I don't want to feel bad or I don't want to feel gross about it or whatever it may be mm-hmm. it's funny to me sometimes when I'll talk to people about their sex life in session they're like can I talk about that in here I'm like yeah why wouldn't yeah. you be able to like, wasn't it weird? I'm like, no, not at all. 
I love that to be weird. I love that when people are like, I don't, you know, I don't want to overshare. And I'm like, there's no such thing as literally, I mean, there's limits, but there's not like, there's limits in a sense when I'm working with my male clients of like, pump the brakes, dude. Yeah. What makes you uncomfortable in those situations? Uh, when they are overly descriptive Mm. about certain things, whether it be their penis or their in, intimate interactions with somebody like you don't need to do all that mm-hmm. back up yeah but I like if that. you're talking about something and like the embarrassment or the excitement or the whatever that happened from that and you want to share that and then want to talk about like how to bring that up more like I totally get that but there's certain things that you don't need to be that fucking detailed about because what is what is it adding to the story sure you're just doing that to do that mm-hmm. yes also if you're sharing with me that you want to have sex with me that's a problem well i mean that's a giant fucking problem that's a big no we're gonna back we're not gonna have a therapeutic relationship anymore yeah you're gonna leave my office so yes yes oh my god i've never had that happen but that would be fucking wild i don't i feel like i'd be like "Ah!" this client didn't say they want to have sex with me but they tell me i was hot and that i was what they wanted and i was like uh that's a big no for me you're gonna have to get out that's a big your file is now closed (laughs) <laughs> so a big, you're fucking big. it's a big discharge immediately so. it's a big red flag yes one million percent and here's what's hard though right like therapy is a vulnerable situation so for somebody to start to develop feelings for their therapist it's not uncommon but that's no. why it's also fucking illegal because we have like it's a like a power play right yeah. because we yes. have not power over them but like our relationship is that we are the one that is above them is not what I'm trying to say. We're in a position of power because we understand like what we are doing in that scenario. Like we are trained to be looking for certain things, to be adding in certain statements, to be like moving things around, to be able to, to help somebody through something. So we could manipulate the situation because they're coming in with all their emotions invested and we are not in the sense of that we have those boundaries there. I am emotionally invested in my yes. progress and stuff, but I also know that there's certain things that if, if they don't fucking listen, they don't listen. And if they, if something happens, like there's not shit I can do about that. And I don't internalize that, but yeah, it is a position of power. Do you remember how old you were the first time you saw porn? I don't, I feel like, like porn like a video or porn like um like a playboy or either one. Oh, like a playboy i was young i was young did your young. dad have them yeah we found them mm-hmm. but i had mm-hmm. wrestling magazine so there's nothing to worry about at my house <laughs> no we found them and like i i don't think that he like went out and bought them i think that somebody like gave them to him um, and like he because he's just not he's never been yeah like, both of my parents are like they watch wholesome movies if there ever was like kissing on it was like oh, I don't want to see this and like fast forwarding it like it was, it was never like never ever ever like that like even the music that they would listen to like my dad was like a Beatles the monkeys um like some some 70s rock like never like suggestive music and sure. my mom's just bumping Christian music for my whole like it was never like that so and I, I don't know how he, he, he called us on the house phone because it was me, my sister and my cousin. I think we were just fucking around and found them. And then 
he called and was like, what are you guys doing? Like, what's going on? And like, then he like found out that we found them and yeah, I kind of wanted to die. Not like, in trouble? Oh my God. <laughs> not like, not like in trouble, but he was like, I don't think he ever talked to us about it. I think my mom did because I think he called my mom and was like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. We don't even have that open of a relationship. Like when I, when I had had my incident with my ex and my dad had to bring me home from the hospital. I had my period and I oh was boy. like, oh my God, I have to tell him that I have my period. <laughs> I'm, I'm like fucking yeah. 19, almost 20 at this point. So it was like, uh, yup, I know that you do. Like, but I was like, oh, great. Now I gotta, now I gotta ask my dad about getting tampons. Like, oh my God. Never mind the fact that you just got released from the hospital. Literally. You gotta tell your dad. The last about of his words. Yes. Tell your dad about tampons. <laughs> Literally. He's like, oh no. Like, <laughs> That's too out. much. Yeah. Get over here. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, we were young, probably I don't know. I I I am so bad at remembering shit from my childhood. Yeah. I'm so, so, so bad at it. I just, I feel like my brain is like, you didn't need it. We got rid of it. Why are you trying to remember this shit? Just like, oh, I wish know, I like, could have that stupid ass thing. Like my brain doesn't remember. I honestly, I don't really think I can go back from like, I feel like 12 is what I can remember back to. So please, please take this as a learning lesson, people too, um, that you don't have to have trauma to not remember your childhood. Correct. It, it just happens sometimes. Your brain just gets mm-hmm. rid of shit. And mm-hmm. and mine, like, I don't, my sister will ask me and I'll be like, mm, I don't fucking remember it. Yeah. Just, well, Tara's oh. like me and she's, she remembers everything. So. Everything. Everything. Down to, like, the song that was on and what, like, and I have, like, glimmers of memories. Like, I remember being in my dad. My dad had a blue van, like, the, um, like, what, what would be, like, you know, somebody to steal your kid's van. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the the panel van yeah (laughs) yeah um he had the the middle seat out so it was just the back seat because we were going camping and he had like all the stuff in it and I remember I was like laying I remember like laying on the ground like looking up and I could see out this window and we were going we were in the forest because we were driving into the state park and I remember seeing the trees go past like I remember that I was probably Mm -hmm. like six seven but that the the memory of camping nah, i have no idea there's been too many <laughs> I got, mm. where were we mm. <laughs> when i was probably for sure nine and this is how i remember this so we used to have the black box which is how you can get pay-per-view for free it was illegal but we had one <laughs> it was and that's how i started watching because you would get like you know pay-per-view you used to pay for and you'd be able to watch the movie for 24 hours that's how that would work but when you have a black box you can just watch all the time that's how mm-hmm. i became obsessed with nightmare before christmas and hocus pocus because they were on repeat when they came out mm-hmm. they also had what was called the spice channel which was oh on- yeah i remember the spice channel. <laughs> my parents were smart enough to like somehow block that but yeah. if you turned it on like you could see through the fucking fuzz yeah, and you could hear the moans, and I would go and watch it, but like turn it down and like try to listen. I had no business doing that. Curiosity, what the fuck? like curiosity yes, for sure, one hundred percent. But then the first time I saw like an actual porn, um, I was babysitting and I was looking through their stuff. Oh my god! Shut up! 
<laughs> my dad's friends actually it, uh-huh. it wasn't I, I didn't watch a porn of them it, they had no, porn of course, in their but room. like but do you know now like now you gotta like, yes. be like hey you want to babysit again you'd be like oh my god oh my god yes, oh my i was god, like i just want to see what this is so i turned it on and i was like oh my god I'm it's so like jarring too that's the other reason why i say like you've got to be I, obviously I think that there's age limits and I think that you need to know how the body functions mm-hmm. because if you were to just put a porn on, it would be so jarring. Like, I'm supposed to scary. do that? Well, in scary, like <laughs> what are those noises? Why is this yep. happening? Everyone's sweating. Like, like it's just, and like, also you, like as a kid, you don't understand like this theatrics, this isn't yes. real fucking life. Like, I mean, there are moments where you have interactions that are like that, but like, real fucking life like on a day-to-day basis you're not fucking sweating your weave out correct <laughs> i'd be correct so, i'd be like get a fucking away from me why are you so sweaty take a shower put a fan I, on <laughs> i can remember though being super insecure in my relationships and telling my partners that like you're not allowed to watch porn because mm. you should only want me right you shouldn't be mm. watching somebody else naked you shouldn't be watching somebody else have sex now I'm like, watch whatever you want. Get some fucking tips. Learn some things. Please watch all of it. Get your tits out. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it. I, I don't, I was never, I was never like, you can't watch it because I was like, well, I mean, if you're watching it, then I don't have to fucking entertain you. <laughs> but like, but like, if it was like, you're looking at other people that are like, in my mind, I was like, you're never going to get a fucking porn star. So that's not attainable. Correct. But like, if you were looking at pictures of girls who were like in our life and it was like <laughs> suggestive pictures or something, then I was like, you can't be friends with them. Sure. But yeah. I seen a post the other day and it said, if your man is going to a strip club for his bachelor party, call off the wedding. Agree or disagree? Me? That's what the post said, and I'm, I want to oh, agree or disagree. My, oh, yeah. on the post, grow up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Grow up. You want a stripper? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not dancing in the room like a fucking moron, and I don't mean that strippers are fucking morons. I mean me dancing around trying to yes. look like that would look fuck, like a, I'd look like a fucking moron. <laughs> like, yes. I, I like it is what it is. It's their job. The the I think I think the human bodies can be beautiful and mm-hmm. and should be appreciated right mm-hmm. like if i see a fucking girl who has a nice body i'm like wow i know what it takes to potentially get to that yep. the, the, the level and if i see a guy with a nice body i'm like god damn it thank I'd you hit that like, shit today <laughs> oh my god i'm developing my newest hyperfixation and it is you god i remember when i developed a hyperfixation about um Fucking, his name is Jace, and he was a Chippendales dancer. And when I tell you, I was obsessed with that fucking man. I was obsessed with him. We went to we went to Chippendales. We were twenty one, and we brought um, Bachelorette shit with us because we were like, "Fuck that, we're getting on stage." Sure did, sure did. That man picked me up, twirled oh, me around wait. the goddamn stage, bitch. I went, oh my. When I tell you, I was like, we're getting married. Because they, like, invite you up to take pictures and stuff. And I was like, I want to stand next to him. And he was like, well, come on then. And I was like, bitch, (laughs) come here. And I have pictures of it. I'll find them and send them. But, oof, that man was, like, long hair. Oh, my God. Ooh, he was so pretty. So, like, far be it for me to stop somebody from appreciating the body. The, The thing of it is, is now... 
it to me it's like gambling right okay. it's fun for a little bit and you can do it in a, a night planned out to do it if you're doing it every fucking day that's when i'd start getting an ick i started okay. developing an ick. like what are you doing like we also work very hard for our money so mm -hmm. in my mind you're throwing that away i understand Correct. like certain situations yeah. absolutely but if you're going every goddamn day i'm upset or, or even every weekend, I'm getting, I'm irritated, but I'm more so irritated about the fact that you're wasting our hard-earned money. Like, Fair. Like, that's what I'm irritated about. I, I can remember telling my ex-husband, you're not going to a strip club for your bachelorette party or bachelor party. And I told all of his groomsmen, I was like, if you fucking take him, like it, you're, I'm going to make your life a living hell. And mm -hmm. now looking back, I'm like, bitch, get your life. But I was so insecure. I, yeah, no, I get it. I, I was so I, insecure. I, oh when i was getting married i thought that way i was like and not i'm not like i'm gonna call the wedding off but i was like don't do that like that's mm -hmm. disrespectful to me like don't mm -hmm. go do that now i'm like they said that they were gonna take jeff for his 40th to the strip club and i was like fucking take him jeff i fall asleep anyways um jeffrey literally <laughs> jeffrey has thrown change at strippers like he's un fucking ruly i guess in a strip club from the stories that oh, i fucking heard my he god got, he got hammered one time he grabbed a chair and drug it up to this stage set it down and sat down and they were like sir you can't be this close he was like why i'm not gonna fucking touch him like i would pay to see that he threw change one time it was so oh my god and jeffrey is a very respectful gentleman he so is I was like just like, to think about that respectful. i was like sir bitch i have never been to a strip club in my life really i am 39 years old oh i have i was like do some tricks i want to go oh i'll go with you but like, I don't, like, don't, I don't want to dance or anything. Just <laughs> do that. I don't, I like to see the acrobatics of it all. Yes, it's just, for sure. Like, especially having taken pole classes and taken lyric classes. I'm like, you strong bitch. Like yes. do it. Twirl. Yes, I can appreciate even, it. Even just like the little spins around the pole. I'm like, yeah. I know that takes fucking core work. Yep. Do yep. it. And upper body see, strength. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. I want to see tricks. I like that. That, that mm -hmm. I want to be like. I would oh love. God to see the magic mic tour of uh, the guys oh hell yeah yeah hell yeah i would love to see that yeah i'd love to see any well not any because i've seen a stripper at a fucking bachelorette party at a house and that was oh, it wasn't like magic mike xxl where channing tatum just came in and fucking tore the house down and it was like oh my um, god he did but it was <laughs> very scary <laughs> like <laughs> I, I have never in my life seen somebody that big. So I was like, just dick out flopping everywhere. It, so it was like a G string. Yeah. But like, there was no part hanging, holding him in. There was a, a, like a, a, a flap of, of fabric. And I was like, buddy, that ain't doing anything for you. That is not doing And What is the point of that? I'm like, and then he took his dick and mushroom stamped a girl and that like hit her in the head. He and I was like, not. I was like, you're not going to disrespect me in front of all these people. <laughs> like, we are, we're not together. We're not together. So I literally hid. You I hid. Okay. <laughs> I hid. Amy came, Amy, um, Layla came with me and she was like, Mari. And I was like, girl. And Amy is like, Amy's outgoing, outspoken. Like, like she is, she's through and through like a down chick and she was like ain't no fucking way and i was like there's no way i'm i literally hid behind a chair like i i'm not kidding you i was like 
this brings up a good point though okay this brings <laughs> up a really good fucking point so there yeah. is there's the magic mic tour in america right i know all this because of instagram there's also the mm-hmm. magic men tour of australia mm-hmm. here's where i find it interesting that it is so normalized for girls to go up on stage at a male strip club and let this man touch all over you, smack your ass, lift your dress up. So your ass is hanging out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're giving consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that behavior? Okay. Because they're hot. Wait, like they go real far. The men. Yes. With women, oh, they bring like up the- on stage. Like putting their face between their legs. Okay. So I think if you're going up there, then I feel like the consent is, is that you're going up there. So that is giving consent. Cause like you're, you're entering into the performance maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know, but I know that when, when we got chosen to go, like what I was just talking about, when we got chosen to go up there, I, I, his hand went some places <laughs> and I wasn't upset about it. So but I feel I, I ran up on stage. Like I Correct. ran up on stage. Yes. So. I just think it's interesting. Cause when I watch those, I'm like, wow, they're doing they're real it. up close and personal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, Some you're right. I guess if you're choosing to go up there, you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, and I I'm think sure at any point, if you were like, oh, please stop. They yeah. Would. And I think it depends too on the, the, um, label because the the guy that I was just talking about the the dancer who came to the house was an exotic stripper mm. meaning that he interacts and gets naked oh and he did <laughs> he did <laughs> I was like it's time for me to go what do you think is the hardest part about whether it's like just intimacy or just sex and having conversations like for you personally the vulnerability aspect I think of like discussing what you want or opening yourself up to the possible um, rejection, even like it's not, I think when you're not in a committed relationship, it feels more like rejection. And I think in a committed relationship, it's more of like getting let down. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just not that time or moment for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's for me, the hardest is being vulnerable and initiating but I, I think it goes back to that in my everyday life, I am in masculine energy, I would say 90% of the time. So I don't, that's one area where I do not want to be in charge. I don't at all. Are you in your masculine though, when you communicate your needs or do you feel like you're more in your feminine? I feel masculine. I feel like I'm in my masculine energy because I feel like I'm like, I feel like it's initiating of me communicating that if we're already like in an act and I'm communicating, then I feel like I'm in my feminine energy. But if there's, if it's not our, if the process, if intimacy isn't started, then I feel like it's masculine, whether or not that's reality for other people. But that's how I feel. I think even bringing up the conversation can feel like you're in your masculine because you're bringing it up very matter of fact. But yeah. then once the conversation gets going, then you can slide into the feminine and be like, well, this is how I'm feeling emotionally about what is or isn't happening in our relationship. Yeah, I can agree with that. I could agree with that. And here's the thing, you guys, those conversations, I don't want to say will always be hard or always be uncomfortable, but like Mari said, they're, they are vulnerable conversations. Mm -hmm. I have so many clients that are like, well, we don't have sex enough. I want to do it more or fill in the blank of the issues that they're having. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, we have to talk about it. Yeah. But I feel weird. Do you want to continue to feel weird? Or do you want to continue to feel disappointed? 
Absolutely. You get to choose. Absolutely. And I think it's, it, it's like the things that make you anxious, the more that you do it, you're building that exposure to the anxiety. So mm -hmm. it gets, as you continue to have these conversations, because these conversations are going to continue throughout yep. your, your entirety of your relationship. It's not like it's just going to stop one day and everything's going to be great. And you don't have to Correct. work on it anymore. That's not real. So you're going to have to have these conversations over and over and over again because of the different seasons of your life and relationship that you're going to be in. So I think it's important to recognize that of like, the more that I do this and, you know, hit this head on, the easier, not easier, but the, the less anxiety I'll experience doing it. Because mm -hmm. I will say that the conversations that I have now versus the beginning of my relationship, I mean, they're still hard, but it is easier to go into it versus not. How do you challenge yourself when you're like, I'm having the same conversation every other month and I'm over it. So how do you like stop yourself from shutting down? And just be like, I'm just not going to fucking say anything. Cause I mean, I know I've been there where I'm like, what the fuck is the point? Because, because nothing changes if nothing changes. Correct. Like, like it, it doesn't, it, if it's what I want, I have to communicate that. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't continuously expect me to just say it once and that somebody to do something mm -hmm. like there, how many times have people had to ask me multiple times to do something because I've forgotten or I'm busy or, you know, like I, I need to be reminded because I'm trying to break a pattern. I, it just depends, but like nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. It does no good for me to sit in a willful attitude and just be like, mm -hmm. like the fuck. Mm -hmm. And again, I think what makes it easy in this relationship to challenge that is that my love languages are being met so many other ways. Mm -hmm. So like, I know my partner loves me. I know that that is a hard and fast rule that I can absolutely fall back on. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes it easier to be like, get up, try again, get up, try again, get up, try again. Have Versus, you ever had to tell a partner that you were like, mm, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, unfulfilled in a certain aspect? <clears throat> Like uh, it is strictly intimacy. Yeah. 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 Is that hard? I think it is harder initiating than having that conversation, if that makes sense mm -hmm. to me. It is harder to initiate physical intimacy than having that conversation because like also I'm not just going to do this to do this like I, sure. I want something out of it like I've <laughs> gone are the days where it's like well I need to be polite like me stating my needs is polite like mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I think percent. that I think that is how I view that do you think that's it, that it's important for people to learn their body so they can teach their partner what they need? 1000%. 1000%. That's why like I encourage people to explore their bodies, right? Yeah. With masturbation. You don't have to like right off the bat fucking start with a huge toy or, you know, like something scary, but, but like explore yes. what kinds of touch feels good to you. Yes. Right? Yes. Do you like pressure? Do you like soft touch? Do you like, you know, fill in the blank? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 1000%. I think that that's imperative that you need to understand your body and know what you like. Otherwise, I think that it's like the beginning of physical intimacy in your life. Like, it's just such a disappointment. Literally. It's, so, it's like, why are we doing this? I just this think back so to stupid. earlier experiences and I was like, what the fuck is the, what was the point of that? Oh my God. It was so. What was, was the point of that? Like, what a waste of time. 
honestly what a waste of goddamn time i can tell you right now though there was one guy that the point was that he was really fucking hot like yeah no i get it you're just so beautiful yeah i just want to see and then usually that's the biggest disappointment (laughs) the biggest of like okay (laughs) good talk (laughs) get out see you around (laughs) yeah i'd prefer if you didn't ever call me again Well, this was fun. <laughs> oh, man. What a good episode to exit yeah. page left on. For sure. And then people can give us feedback if there's other things that they want us to yeah. talk about when we come back from our break. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully all of you guys take advantage of summer and like yeah. slow down and enjoy yeah. your fucking summer yes. because that sure is my plan because in Mari and I's businesses, it does tend to slow down in summer because people yeah. are like, oh, the sun is out. I don't have depression. Yeah. I'm good. I'm so I don't happy. need to talk about anything. Yeah. Which, hey, good. Do you. Great. Do you. I'm going to go sit you. by the pool then, right? Well, and that's that I I want to be present Same. during during the summer, during the the weather that I enjoy the most to be able to be outside and to to have those experiences. That's very important to me this summer. Especially because I feel like last summer, I feel like by the time I got to June, the summer was booked. And I'm kind of feeling that way right now. You were very busy last summer. And I'm kind of feeling that way right now. So it's just in my mind, I'm like, I I want to just be. Mm -hmm. Also, did you decide if we're going to go hiking for your birthday? Since the other place was like dumb and they make you take like a fucking safety course before you can do bungee fitness. Stupid. <laughs> um, yes, we can go hiking for my birthday. I just don't know what day. I haven't planned it out yet because the Memorial Day weekend, maybe that Monday we could just kind of depends because that weekend we're going to try to tackle the side steps and okay. break them down. And I don't know how long that's going to take. Because Will you have so on broke- Memorial Day? Um, I don't think I will. I don't okay. think that that is my weekend. And then I will get her. It's not our weekend, but I get bugged back on Sunday and I either the pool opens that weekend or it opens that day. So we'll be out by the pool. Yes. Um, that Sunday is usually always our friend's party. I don't know if we'll be going to it or not. We'll see. Um, I'm going to write that down. Okay. Anyways, we'll figure it out. Yep. All right, guys. You can find us at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. You can email us questions, concerns, or comments at rewritingherstorypodcast at gmail.com. You can find Steph at The Spooky Therapist. And you can find me at BEA underscore XO11 on Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.